like so. You can open up to Isaiah 60. I'll get there in just a second. In my Bible, um, the Lord actually gave me Isaiah 60 on April 25th, 2019. I actually wrote in the margins of my Bible, Isaiah 60 is for April and I. And therefore, I believe it's for us. And um, so it's been about a year before I was allowed to share from this text. And so, um, so we really don't fly by the seat of our pants. We wait until the Lord says to share things. Okay. Now, one of the things, one of the things that I felt like the Lord has been doing and, and, and where we are as a church is, is obviously we talk about revival all the time because we're a church that believes in the necessity of revival, not just in the church, but in the land. Okay. Like it, it's re- revival will have nothing. I, I say nothing to do. We need politicians that are filled with the spirit of God making decisions. But I promise you the Lord can move whether it's, whether it's the right or the left ruling the country or running the country. And so what does revival look like? Revival looks like, I think part of it is Psalms 2.9, which David says, you know, ask of me. David wrote, ask of me and surely I will give you the nations as your inheritance. And there will come a time when the Lord starts to starts to bring the nations. And, and what does that look like? I'm not quite sure. I think it's going to be every tribe, every tongue, every creed coming into the kingdom of God. Revival is Matthew 6.10, which is kind of the verse over this house, which is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like that's what it looks like, right? It looks like Haggai 2.14, which, which the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, right? It, it, revival looks like Revelation, uh, uh, I think it's 14.7. Let me make sure. Revelation 4, I can rattle a little. I'm sorry, I was way off. Revelation 11, 15, which says this. It says, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And, and so re- revival doesn't look like good church services. Revival looks like the glory of the Lord actually covering all of the globe and all of our cities and all of, all of the nation. And so, so what, what, practically what it looks like is, is the Lord is raising up companies of people all across this land. And, and so, so there's one here, right? There's one in Louisville. And then there's a, there's a hub there in Lebanon, Tennessee with Chad and Brooks Seabright, right? And then there's a hub in Evansville, Indiana, right, with Pastor Chet Todd. And, like, and what happens is, is these places and these pockets that the Lord's establishing, eventually the Lord begins to fill in the gaps, and, and so, so that's what it actually looks like. And so it's not going to be like the Lord's, I, I promise you this, like I, I, I truly believe it, it won't be the Lord's not, he's coming back for a faithful group, but he's really waiting, he's waiting for the nations to be discipled, Matthew 28, right? And like I think it's hard enough for us to make disciples of people in the church, and the Lord says the mandate is to make disciples of nations, and the, you make disciples of nations, 
nations when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord begins to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And so, so we're not asking the Lord just to grow a church. We're asking the Lord to reform society as a whole. And the people like people start to cringe when you say stuff like that because they're like, what about separation of church and state, brother? I don't think they're supposed to be. I think that the Lord is supposed to reign in every decision that's made in the public school systems, every decision that's made in politics is all influenced by people that's filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Okay? That's just what I think. And I think I'm right. <laughs> Here, here's, 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 so, 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 so practically, that's like what it looks like. I mean, like, and we went a few weeks ago, we talked about like what did all the great revivals look like? Cane Ridge, the Hebrides revival, right? The first, second great away. Like, like that's practically what it looks like. It looks like people coming to faith in Jesus, and it looks like the people that's coming to faith or the church walking and living out a holiness lifestyle, right? A Christ filled life. And so practically, that's what it looks looks like I was like how do we get that to come to fruition and I think it's starting with I think Isaiah 60 is a portion of it but it's really arising and shining is how the knowledge of the glory of the Lord begins to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea right it's it's because because we under I hope we understand by this point in time like I don't want to give my life to coming to church for 40 50 60 years and saying well I did my duty I'm going to heaven and like if that's what happens so be it I think that we need to see an increase in his kingdom right that's why in Isaiah 9 it says that there will be no end to the increase of his kingdom or of his peace. And so we want to see his rule and reign increase. So Isaiah 60, I'm just going to read the first two verses. I started reading these last night in transition, but today I have permission to go fully into it. It says, Arise and shine. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will appear upon you. Arise. Like, again, I, I said last night, I've, I've read this before, and I used to think that this was a word talking about Jesus, and it, it, and, and it has to do with Jesus, but it is a prophetic word from Isaiah talking to the people of God. Arise and shine. It's like, how do, we win the, how do we win the world? We arise and we shine, right? It's, it's we arise and we shine. I mean, just disclaimer, I think I've said this too, just because I like saying stuff like this, but, but like that little old children's song, This Little Light of Mine, while it's cute and it's nice, there's nothing little about the light that's inside of you, right? There is nothing, there is nothing minuscule about the light that He has put inside of you. Therefore, to say it's little diminishes the value and the effect that it has on the darkness that's around us. You're welcome. Arise means to stand up, to, to, to come about. 
Stand up and shine. Come about and shine. Be empowered and shine. It means to strengthen yourself. And not, you can't, it's not like strengthening yourself on your own. It's strengthening yourself in the Lord. And it's, it's, it means to begin to engage in battle. And, and like, I don't think you engage in battle by looking for the demonic around you. I think you engage in battle by fully surrendering to the Lord and living a worshipful lifestyle day in and day out. But by the way, what we do here when we pray, when we pray here at church, before church, which is really, really important, okay? But when we pray, it sets the atmosphere. Now, we do it in a way, or at least my intention and my heart, the way we do it is not dependent upon Brett Wright being in your living room, right? <laughs> like, like if you could very easily put on some music and you can engage the Lord the way that we're doing amongst each other on your own. Like, that's what we're doing. And if you're, like, if you're like, well, how do I do that? Like, get on YouTube, find some music that we sing, or just search worship pads and begin to engage the Lord in the manner. You don't even have to have music, by the way. But begin to engage the Lord in the manner that we're doing in our pre-service times and our Wednesday nights, and it'll shift the, shift the culture, the environment of your homes. It really, really will. And so it's like if I feel like my home is off, I just turn the heat up. And when I turn the heat up by putting more worship on in my home, like I can set the therm, I can control that thermostat. It's truth. It's the truth. Like we keep our house cold, but the thermostat's turned all the way up. I promise you that. <laughs> so arise, stand up, engage in battle. And again, it's not chasing the devil. It's, it's, it's what, what James said, submit the God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's just all about submitting to the Lord in your life. I pro- that, that, that's it. It's like I heard Bill Johnson say that he doesn't go looking for, for the devil or for the demons. That, but when one gets in the crosshairs, he takes it out. And so it's just like everything is focusing on Jesus. But arise, it means stand up. And, and in the word shine, it means to be in a state of light. Now think of that. State means be in a state, be in a condition of light. Be in a lifestyle where light emanates from you, right? Cause light to come from is what shine means. And it means to look with favor. In other words, like you have favor on your life because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are blessed Right, You are blessed because He lives inside of you. And all of heaven is attracted to Him that's within you. And so you begin to arise and shine. It's like, I don't want to hide the fact that I love Jesus. I don't want to hide the fact that, 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 that He lives inside of me. Now, I don't go around the world. I don't go like broadcasting it and, and doing it like a bunch of weird stuff that people do. I don't do that. But my goodness, I'm very well aware that He's in me and that I represent Him every moment of my life like the the, the enemy doesn't take a day off therefore I shouldn't take a day off living a life it's like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed no if he lives inside of you there is no wrong side of the bed oh and I say I say it's time Like, like I just I just wrote this in my notes it's time it's time to what for a people to begin to rise and shine it's, it is time to live the gospel of the kingdom out, folks. It's not like, I, I don't want to give my life to, 
to studying about God and never allowing God to live in me and through me. I want to live my life studying about Him, learning His heart and His character, but I, I really want to live this stuff out, man. And I want my kids' kids to live this out, right? It's going to take some time to get used to, to say that. But I want my kids to live this stuff out. And so the example that I set dictates what they begin to walk and they live in. And so I say it's time to rise. And, and without being, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not doing anything. I just think this is indicative of the American consumeristic culture. It's like, let me come and be entertained. And then when I get home, I'll talk about whether I enjoyed the service or not. And then I live my life the exact same way and that's not what the gospel is about it's about being transformed from glory to glory it's about being made further into his likeness it's about being image bearers it's 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 about it's it's ephesians 2 10 that, that you are a masterpiece created by god prepared in advance to do good works for him and so so it's like it's like what what what, what is my predestination my predestination by the way we're not calvin us by any means but our predestination is to be conformed into the image of Christ and do the works that he prepared in advance for us to do <laughs> and so it's time to rise at too many like and I, I say this too many lay down on the job you know I, I actually had this picture the other day I was driving down I-65 from Louisville to my house and there was some people and like I'm not making a statement against these guys but I just think it's it just we see it but there were construction workers on the side of the road one guy was a shovel and one guy had a shovel no joke and three were watching <laughs> it's the truth right Three were watching, and I thought that is a picture of what happens in the body of Christ is that we think this person's anointed, this person has a gifting, this person, this person's an extrovert, and by the way, introvert, extrovert, it doesn't matter because I have not found that terminology in the Bible whatsoever, right? And so, 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 so here's this picture of, of we have a couple like going after it, and others are watching and saying, I'm praying for you, brother. And I'm saying, we all have the resources responsibility to rise and to shine now it will look different it's going to look very different like like the, the the thing the lord's put on my like i love talking to people sharing in public and praying like all of that and then i have the i the lord has given me a gift of gab if you will to stand up here and proclaim his message he may not have put that on your life and that's okay but he has placed each one of you in individual different spheres of influence where you can begin to demonstrate his goodness in your day-to-day -day life right and so rather than waiting on everyone else to do it i'm just saying let's just go after it, man. Like, like I, I think if I could say anything this morning, it'd be just go for it. And it's like, what does just go for it mean? I don't know, but just go for it. In your day-to-day -day life, just go for it. Like, there's your permission slip, if you will. Go after him and give him away and love the living daylights out of everyone around you. <laughs> 
It's time to stand up, to come about, to, and be empowered by the gospel of Jesus. I'm so glad that the gospel is not anemic. <laughs> like, I am so glad that it's not, like, real. And I, I don't mean this. I, I'm just going to say, I, like, the gospel, I think sometimes we live like the gospel is being castrated, and it doesn't have the ability to reproduce. And that is not the case. It is powerful, and it has the ability just a little bit to change everything around us. And so I say it's just time to rise, man. Let's just live this out. And like, and again, it's going to look different, but that's okay. We're part of a body. Each part has its own unique, distinct function. Each part, e- each and every one of you, I promise you, each and every one of you can reach and influence someone that I do not have the ability to do in a day-to-day life. You're going to come across people that I will never, ever meet, and you can influence them because the way the Lord has wired you, He's wired you to influence those around you. It's time to shine. I love this. It's time to shine. Look, those that are standing up probably... Hmm. Let me be careful here. Help me, Lord. It's, it's, it's not only time to stand up. Sometimes those that are standing up aren't real good examples of what those standing up should be. Hmm. <laughs> Let me flush that out. I'm not picking on politics today. I am. I am. I'm an independent, so there you go. All right, so I'll just, I'm an independent, but just because you have Republicans stand next to someone doesn't mean they're a follower of Jesus. All right, and so 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 I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this that that it's time to shine, and and like especially with what I, I dealt with some of this in my class. We were part. Of, I'm in, I'm in this class called Pastor as Prophet, meaning that, and all it means is just like we're proclaiming what the Lord's saying. Is is the class I'm in. But one of the questions we dealt with this past week was, what are some of your fears when it comes to prophetic ministry? And so and this is a Nazarene class. I'm in this class. And like these guys, and they're listing all this stuff. And, and I'm like, man, it breaks my heart because what's happened is just a few people that stand out front that may not have the highest moral character have changed everyone's perception of one thing. And, and so I'm saying this, that like I'm not going to allow, I wrote this, it's like I don't care what these people have done I know what his word says and so I'm going to live it out and not allow them to speak for the whole body and and so so I won't allow the abuses of a few to ruin it for the many that's what we say a lot and and so 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 I I I look at like this it's like like we're not we're not big by any means in the natural but in the spirit we're becoming giants and we're going to live this stuff out and actually live it out and and say like I feel like we are just permission slips for the world around us it's like if that knucklehead can do it I sure can <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's just the truth. So we're just living this stuff out. So it's time to shine. It's time to get filled with light and not just light, but marvelous light is what the Bible says. And so it's like, what's marvelous light? It's like light that's incomprehensible, right? And, and that light begins to emanate from us. And, and, and I actually think you can see that light in people. That's Matthew 6, right? The eye, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, 
the whole body will be filled with light. What that means is this. Like if you want your whole body to be filled with light, the eye is clear means you have single vision. Single vision is solely looking at Jesus. Focused on him. Some of us look for multiple lenses, and our body's not full of light. Uh oh. <laughs> but get filled with marvelous light. I've become much more attractive, right? Like, like practically, like really practically, it's like, like some of y'all who were raised in the country. Did you guys have like bug zappers outside? You know, and like it, bugs were attracted to light. Right? <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> right? <laughs> you get filled with light, it begins to attract things to you. Yeah. And sometimes the things that get attracted to us, it actually bugs us. But maybe the Lord sent that to you because you have the responsibility to zap it, if you will, and begin to change it and transform it. Wow. <laughs> That was, that was new. Uh, so, so if we have the responsibility to rise and shine, how do we actually do that? Because it's not under your strength or your own ability, right? You can't be like, oh, I'm shining light. It's not like the Care Bears stare. It's, 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 like, it's not like that whatsoever. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's not. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> it's, it's not that at all. You're welcome. For your light, right? <laughs> You're snorting. <laughs> rise and shine. How can I rise and shine? Because my light has come. What's my light? Well, he's my light. He's come so I can rise and shine. Like, it's just like, it's the gospel so simple sometimes. Light, it, light, it means... We rise and shine by recognizing their light has come. And light means sunshine. It means bright countenance. It actually can be translated as your lightning has come. Like your lightning has come. Which I like that because not only does it change your countenance, but it fills you with power. And so, so he's loving and he's tender. It's like that C.S. Lewis line, right, about Aslan the lion. Like, like They're like, is Aslan the lion safe? He represented God in the Chronicles of Narnia, and he represented the Father. And they're like, he's safe, but he's also dangerous. And so, like, we're safe people, but we are also dangerous in the sense that he lives inside of us. And if someone comes near, they can get a lightning strike. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 so, so notice again that this isn't Jesus's light. This is your light, your light, because the son has given you everything that was his. That's what he prayed in John 17. And so our sunshine has come, our bright countenance has come and our lightning has come. So, so that means that we ought to be actually happy. It means we ought to actually be happy because sunshine has come. But it also ought to mean that just in a moment's notice, boom, right? You lay hands on the sick and they recover. Or boom, you share Jesus with someone. Or boom, you bless someone that didn't expect a blessing. I mean, it's just like you carry the potential of heaven within you. And it's time to realize that, that it's just not a group of super elite people. It's each and every one of you. Listen, listen to this. Like, like the moment, the moment you give your life to 
to Jesus. He, may, he took up residence inside of you. There is a growing in grace and a growing of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. But the moment that he, you give your life to Him, the same Spirit that, that, that raised Christ Jesus from the grave began to quicken your mortal body, right? That's what the Word says. So therefore, you are dangerous from the get-go. Do not believe the lie of the enemy which tells you that you are nothing. Do not believe the lie of the enemy which says that you got to wait till you grow up. Do not believe the lie. Like our kids that's back there can go pray for people and see the Lord transform them, right? Like I'm longing for the day. And this is just me being, I guess, crazy. I, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's faith-filled. I long for the day where we have sick people coming to the church and we're like, just take them back to Michaela. Let's take them back to Gracie. <laughs> let them get a hug from one of our kids and let them get touched by God. <laughs> like, 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 this is the stuff that I think about at night, man. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, how do we win nations? It's like those little world changers back there. <laughs> so I don't know about that, brother. Well, listen, nothing's impossible for God, and all things are possible to him who believes. <laughs> Do you know, by the way, you know that most kids, when they're like preschool and the kindergarten, they all think they're artists? They really do. They all think they're creative and they're artistic. And so you'll see all these drawings and things like that. But you know that as they grow older, that they don't think that they're creative anymore? Why? Because the world's told them that they weren't. And he's a creative God, therefore... <laughs> We've been made in the image of him. I'm just saying, like, like we, we condition people into believing f- false stuff. <laughs> Didn't have a good word there. <laughs> false stuff. All right, so how do we rise and shine? By recognizing we are carriers of God's glory. <laughs> rise and shine, for your light has come, and y'all have a light. Y'all have a light. I have a light. You guys have a light. Y'all do. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord. Glory, the weighty, manifest presence of God. Not the omnipresence where he's all places at all times. The weighty, tangible, he's here presence of God has come upon you. There's risen upon you. Risen means came upon. That's why I was confusing those two words there. You may, you may not feel like you're worth very much. You, you may feel like, you know, you may feel like that you have, again, more problems than a three-legged run-over dog, right? I mean, you, you may feel like that you, you, you don't just have issues. You subscribe to them. You, you may feel like what, whatever. But listen, you are hosting the presence of of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You are hosting the thing we do. Like You are carrying him everywhere you go. He lives in you, Christ in you. The hope, the expectation of glory is another way that that translates. And so you have him everywhere you go. And so Jesus, he's looking for a radiant church. He's looking for a radiant church. And the thing is, we are already radiant. That, that's what's wild about the kingdom. Is that like most, most of the stuff that we're like, we need, we need in the church, the Lord says you already are. 
He's like, like who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? Or who the sun makes free is the right, right way to translate that. So, so, or, or you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Like, like most of the time, the stuff that we most desperately want from God, he's already done for us. He's just waiting for us to believe that he's actually done it for us. And so it's like he's looking for a radiant church, but then the other side of that is he's already made his church radiant, so he's waiting for his church to believe that it's radiant. Does that make sense? And so, like, and so it's, 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 it's like this, like, like if I believe I'm radiant, then I live into the definition of radiance. It's just like I know I'm radiant, like I'm radiant. <laughs> that was my modeling pose. If you missed it, you'll have to go back and watch it online. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> he's waiting for the radiant church, and he wants us to believe that we're radiant. It's like this. It's, it's like, that, that's why in Matthew 16, that's why in Matthew 16, when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, and he says, you know, I, I've, I've already gotten the keys to the kingdom. I give them to you. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever you tie up on earth, it's already been bound in heaven. And whenever you loosen on earth, it's already been loosened in heaven. It's like it's, it's already been done. He's just waiting for us to believe it. And so, so it's like, it's like for when I first gave my life to Jesus, like I surrendered everything. I quit drinking. I quit cussing. I quit doing all these things. But the one thing I didn't quit immediately was my tobacco problem. And, and so I didn't quit chewing snuff. And, and, and the thing is, he had already set me free of that. I, he was just waiting on me to begin to believe that I was actually set free of it. Now, I'm not making light of it. I just think sometimes it really is that simple because it is that simple. And so, so, so he's waiting for us to believe this about him. Now, here's, here's the excuse. I've got to, I'm doing good. Thank you, Jesus. I, I actually wrote this, but it's because I was trying to like, Lord, okay, you've given us your glory. You've told us to rise and shine, but why wouldn't we? And, and quite frankly, it's because it's scary, or we think it's scary to shine. And in some ways it is, if we think it's our reputation that's at stake. <laughs> but since it's not, it's not. But listen, just because it's scary doesn't mean that God changes his plan to fulfill his purposes on the earth. Like you have always been plan A. You weren't a backup plan. You weren't a backup plan. It wasn't like, well, Adam and Eve messed it up, so I'll go with these knuckleheads. Like that, and, and first of all, he wouldn't ever call you a knucklehead because good fathers don't talk that way. Okay? So, so you've always been plan A. Like he knew. That's why the Bible says before the foundations of the world, the lamb was slain. So before the foundations were even built, the lamb, Christ Jesus, says, I will give myself as a sacrifice for them. And the Lord knew, the Lord knew and trusted each and every one of us to be born in this time because he believed the potential that you each carry. But it's scary. Look at verse 2. He says, Behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. So he's, I, I, Isaiah's writing like, look, it's time to rise and shine. And also, by the way, it's really dark out there. 
like it doesn't take a genius to say it's dark out there, right? Like you don't have to be prophetic. You don't even have to hear from the Lord. It's like, yeah, it's pretty bad out there, right? I mean, you can say stuff like that and be like, oh, it's really bad. Out there. Like we say stuff like that. But, but Isaiah was prophesying, yes, that's going to be the case. However, it's not an excuse because the glory of the Lord has risen and coming upon you. And so it's like, so, so again, I'm not making light of stuff. I'm just saying, I'm saying ice is bombed. Oh, it's terrible. It is terrible, but it's not a reason to be afraid because the glory of the Lord has come and risen upon you, right? Coronavirus going crazy and, and, the, and everyone's, let me, let me just say this. I, I'm not pretending like I know everything and I think there's elements of truth in all news. There's some element of truth, but don't get scared to death and go spend a bunch of money because a lot of people's trying to capitalize on stuff right now. Just, just saying that. But anyway, I, I, I actually believe this, that, that we could say there's all kinds of stuff out there, but he's put his spirit inside of you for such a time as this, right? He says, behold, stop what you're doing and look, darkness, the lack of light, the dim, the terror, the ignorance, sadness, evil. Is what the, it's, it's obvious, again, that it's dark out there, but we carry the light. That's why in John 1 it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was the... He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being. Apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being, which means He's the only one that has the ability to create. And in Him was life, and that life was the light of men. Now, verse 5, the light shines and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Comprehend means the darkness cannot grasp it. It means that they can't wrestle with it and win. It means that they can't even understand. And it means darkness cannot overpower the light. So it, it means that no matter how bad it looks out there, you have something inside of you that will overpower that darkness if we begin to rise and shine. And so it's like, it's like I, I don't think we have a darkness problem. I think we have a lack of light. And, and actually, and, and so, so, or we have an absence of light. And so it's like the moment when we turn on the light switches, unless there's a short in the switch, the moment we hit the switch, darkness goes. That's a universal truth. And so I think it's the moment we begin to rise and shine, we see darkness push back. doesn't mean darkness won't try to rear its ugly head and intimidate you or you'll have some sort of attack and whatever. And that's fine. That's part of it. But I'm saying do not be afraid. Do not get discouraged. Keep shining. Keep pushing. Keep believing and keep trusting. Okay? Amen. The light you can, I'm going to read this verbatim. I don't want to even pretend I am. The light that you carry cannot be defeated by the enemy unless you allow it to be defeated. The Lord knew our natural tendency to be afraid, but He also understands that if we understand, or He knows that if we understand what we carry, it'll change the course of the history. The course of history. That's why Matthew 5, Jesus says, you're the light of the world. I think it's interesting that Jesus didn't say, I'm, I'm the light of the world, because he is. But he says, he was on the Sermon on the Mount, so he was sitting up a little bit higher, and he surveys the crowd and says, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. 
I think that's actually a picture of Psalm 121, which says, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with the clean hands and a pure heart, right? Those don't lift up their heart to another. It's, it's this picture of a climbing the hill of devotion, the lifestyle of giving your life to Jesus day in and day out. And that will not remain hidden because it stands out like a sore thumb. The Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. That's his strategy. It's like, I'm afraid. That's okay. He will rise. He will become visible in your life. He will be like the sun that rises faithfully every day from the east. It's this picture of even though it's dark, it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. I will come upon you in that way. Like, I don't know about you, but for me, that gives me a little bit of confidence. It's like, there's days where I'm like, man, Lord, I just, what, what are we doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. Like, I'm just going to wake up and I'm going to follow your cloud today, and tonight I'm going to follow your fire, <laughs> you know. Like, that's how I feel most of the time. I'm just whatever he says. And I'm like, you know, I see the news, and I'll get discouraged, and the Lord's like, I'm, it's cool. There's a real big one on here. I'll get discouraged, and he's like, it's not even your strength. It's me that's come upon you. It's like the picture of, like, and I'm going to finish with this. It's like a picture of this. Like, he's like, arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord's come upon you. You know the little yippy dogs that'll run and, yeah, 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 right? And then it feels good because it ran off of someone. But then they pan to the bigger screen, and there's a big dog <laughs> behind it, right? They weren't afraid of the little yippy thing. It was afraid of what was standing behind it. Or it's like a kid, right? Like he's standing up to a bully. The bully's messed with him, messed with him, messed with him. And the kid goes to stand up to him. And we know good and well the bully's not afraid of the kid. But dad's back there with his arms crossed like this, saying, like, you mess with him, you're going to mess with me. And that little one thinks, ah, that was me. And all along it was the one behind. The, the, the very picture of what's going on here in Isaiah is the picture of the Lord being our rear guard, which Isaiah mentions three times through his 66 chapters. And he says, the glory of the Lord is your rear guard, meaning, meaning that when you're there and arising and shining, it has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with the one that's behind you. And so it's like, and that's why we can say, that's why Paul could write things like, if God is for me, who could be against me, right? Right? Or what shall I fear? Like, it just gives that confidence, man. And so I just want to finish, say this. Like, we're probably going to be in this next few days but or next few weeks, but let's rise and shine. I'm going to pray for this. I'm going to pray for an impartation of confidence this morning and that the Lord begin to Give us confidence that we can live this stuff out.
Now, here's what's cool. If you mess it up, that's great. There's, his mercies are new tomorrow morning when you wake up. It's not an excuse to go buck wild. <laughs> but he'll help you. And I promise you, you'll probably do much better at this six months from now than you will six weeks from now if you begin to lean into this. And so I, th- I think he's just, I'm going to pray for this confidence to rise in us. And I'm going to pray that the Lord begin to remove fear and doubt that you can actually live and be a Christian. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. So, Jesus, I thank you for your word. Your word is truth. I would pray, Lord, that you release confidence in the body of Christ. I pray that you would help us to begin to rise and to shine, Lord. Not just stand up, but actually help us shine with the radiance of your glory, God. I don't want to be like Moses that had to cover his face because the glory was diminishing. I want to be like Jesus that just was fully transfigured, that fully shined, Lord, on the Mount of Transfiguration. I'm praying, God, that you remove all fear. I'm praying, God, that you help us to be confident in who we are in you and be confident of who you are within us. Lord. I pray you would begin to release just a spirit of confidence. I I pray, Lord, we would live into the tension that's between those two verses that nothing is impossible for God and all things are possible for him who believes. I pray that you would help us to live in that reality between those two verses, God. And I say, Lord, just whatever it looks like for every person in this room, I pray that they just fully engage with whatever that looks like, Lord. Because it's going to be different because we're all different. But it's also going to be similar in that you're backing each one of them. And so I thank you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. And we just thank you today. We thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray today. Amen. Amen. Let's give him praise. Amen.